You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Coming soon to a theater near you is the film Black and Blue. Black and Blue follows Academy Award nominee Naomi Harris, a rookie cop who inadvertently captures the murder of a young drug dealer on her body cam. When she realizes the murder was committed by fellow police officers, she teams up with the one person from her community willing to help her bring justice to light and expose the truth. Harris goes head-to-head with law enforcement in this fast-paced action thriller. Black and Blue also stars actor Tyrese Gibson, Mike Coulter, Frank Grillo, and Nafisa Williams. Don't miss Black and Blue in theaters October 25th. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Angelica. I am your host and joining me is my co-host Ryan. Say hey, Ryan. Hello. Hey, everybody. Now, today we are discussing Power Episode 4 titled, Why is Tommy Still Alive? And that is a... Why is he? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> good question. Um, so, Ryan, what were your first thoughts on this episode? episode was okay i mean it had a couple interesting things for the characters but i mean i'm still waiting i mean it's power so i better not say this but i'm still waiting for that extra boom to happen i'm still waiting you know i don't know this episode was just like i mean you know so of course there was a catch book there always ends with a character being real questionable mm-hmm. as we'll see but I don't know. I just wasn't like a really, you know, really here for this episode. I was just like in between. Okay. I know when your voice goes high pitched, I'm like, mm, Ryan's about to say something <laughs> that's going to get a drag. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, we've been we've been working together too long. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, so I actually like this episode. And I noticed you and I usually are always in sync. Like on the Handmaid's Tale podcast, we always agree. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you and I. I don't always agree. Um, so I know. I think you're a different level gangster than I am. That might be that what might, it is. That, you might be right about that. Um, from the hard <laughs> streets of Delaware. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I actually enjoyed this episode. It felt action packed to me. I feel like there was like so much that went on in this episode and there was like a lot of payoff. Um, so I personally really enjoyed this episode. I felt like it was mm-hmm. like left turns and just crazy things happening left and right and people getting got. And like, so I enjoyed it. Um, people definitely got got. I right. that one. So, I mean, I respect your opinion on your feelings for this episode. I respectfully, I'm saying I don't agree. And <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it's kind of um, people are usually I feel like the power divides people. Either they really are on board with an episode or they're just like, eh. And I've noticed some episodes that I hate people love and episodes that <laughs> I love people hate. So, I mean, I think it's just the fan base is a little fickle. They just kind of what whatever they yeah. thing for it to pay off as is what they're expecting to see on screen. And if it doesn't work out that way, then they're like, eh. It was an okay episode for me. Mm-hmm. So agreed, agreed. Those are my thoughts. Uh, but let's get into it. And um, just uh, full disclosure, I broke up this episode in a couple of chunks because a lot of the same, like Tasha had a big story arc this episode. Tariq had a big story arc. Ghosted. So mm-hmm. I kind of, even though it's not in order, like usually like I do it, this is more like in chunks of what's happening to those specific characters. Because as I said before, less characters on the show. So more focus and it hops around so much that now I'm just doing big chunks. So full disclosure, guys. I'm with the chunk. I'm, <laughs> I'm, with, the it. Chunk. I'm with it. So this first chunk um, is called the ghost of Angela. And actually 
this episode bookends. It begins with Angela's ghost and it ends with Angela's ghost. Um, and it definitely, these scenes gave me like Hamlet vibes. Like if, if anyone's familiar with Shakespeare and Hamlet, Hamlet's father haunted him. Um, and Hamlet, his mm-hmm. father oftentimes directed him and told him things that even Hamlet thought he didn't know. Like, what, dad, how did you know this? Uh, hello, I'm a figment of your imagination. But it's just kind of like <laughs> a psychological tool that that ghost is using to cope with the death of Angela and everything that's going on around him. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's in bed. He's asleep shirtless by the way and he's sleeping <laughs> and he's dreaming about Angela and and if you notice in the scenes it's all Angela at the club in this red dress so that's that's basically Angela's uniform for this entire this entire season is this red dress um she wore it at the club and I believe she also wore the same dress in Miami when they went to Miami so he's doing about Angela yeah, when he first yeah. met her at the club all their moments and then all their hot scenes together and he wakes up and I feel like that's very commonplace when you lose someone you love. Like you dream about them, you wake up with them on your mind. Uh, so Ghost goes off to brush his teeth, you know, gets ready for the day. He comes back to his bedroom and Angela is sitting on the bed. But it's not a dream. Like this is happening to him. Angela is really sitting here. Whether it's in his head or not, he believes it to be true. She's right there. Yeah. Um. So he apologizes to her he's like angela i'm so sorry for everything that happened to you and angela just angie don't spend no time playing with him she tells him like you know what you're not sorry you're not sorry enough for my death you killed me you always put the life in tommy over me what would have happened if you realized that the female witness was me would I have a bullet in my heart? You know, so she's basically telling him, yeah, you know, you're you caused all this. You're the reason for my death. And she kind of also tells him, like, you claim that you're changed, but you're still working with Jason. Um, you know, you say you feel bad for Raina's death, but her her QCP quad, a project, the Queen's Child's project, the, this big building that's going to have her name on it still hasn't been finished and you say that you're avenging my death but yet tommy is still alive so what's up yeah i enjoy i enjoy uh ghost being haunted (laughs) i think that's really i think it was about time somebody came back and haunted him because i think he needs a dose of his own Mm -hmm. medicine sometimes because he always had these these moments where he's like in the mirror like he's reflecting and it's like nah you you still don't have it figured out you still think lead this little clean life and everything you do is just gonna fall by the wayside yeah someone is finally checking him and ironically yeah. it's really him in his head doing this to himself but f- for the purposes right, of this right. story where they're you know they're bringing back bringing back little loren for this season even though she's dead so she's coming back as a ghost and she's telling him about himself mm-hmm. you're not this changed man that you claim to be you say you feel bad but you really don't because actions speak louder than words and your action thus far has showed that you don't want to change and you don't want to get out the game so what's up and just like clockwork jason calls him and he tells him and if you guys remember from last week um jason was agreed to waive uh one of uh ghost restitution fees as long as he delivered alicia but tommy beat him to it so now not only does he owe a restitution fee he also owes him a penalty on top of it (laughs) so yeah ghost just can't woo the struggle real for ghost he can't get out of it as well so now you know, Ghost has to pay up and he's not happy about it. And I love his face. You know how you always say people give face? Ghost yeah, was giving yeah. face when he got off that call. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, ooh, I'm about to be yeah, broke. He, he looked pissed. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this next set of scenes mostly involves Tommy and his lady. So Tommy's mom, Kate, who I love, by the way, even though I... <laughs> yeah, she, she's mom. Yeah, yeah. I love her. Every time she enters the scene, because he's just so mad about it. He's always like, why are you here? Like, why? Why? You still here? What? <laughs> Like I just like how mad he gets right. about he's it. Like, he's like, Ma, what are you doing here? Like, I can't get rid of you. Um, so uh so basically Tommy walks into his warehouse, his crew is this or or two big big uh BG, uh Spanky. They're all in there talking, you know, sh- shooting the ish like they always do. And uh Tommy's phone starts blowing up. So Tommy's like, Yeah, we got thanks to our extracurricular activities, we got a nice big fat shipment, we got more weight to move. Woohoo! Like, yeah, we did it. And everyone's like, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. And then Tommy's phone starts blowing up. And then they 
the, the crew starts making a bet like how much you want to bet based off the way his phone is blowing up that's his girl they're like well how much you want to bet that's his mom and they start putting money on it so tommy's like yeah it's my girl blowing me up about my mom they're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, those guys are hilarious. I wonder if they'll give us like a well, nah, because something something bigger has gone. I'm gonna say, I wonder if we'll get like an episode where it's just them going back, like you mm-hmm. know, just more about just him and the guys in the business because they're they're so funny to me. Whenever it's just them, yeah, the they're all cutting up together. And you know, like I said, Justice the Court mentioned that a few times that he really enjoyed the season because of the comedy, just him cutting up with his crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy it. I like watching them cut up and act silly and act stupid and you know roast each other. It's entertainment for sure. It's it's a nice bit of relief considering how serious the show can get. Um, right, and, right. and another bit of comedic relief is Kate, his mom. So he he goes to take care of what's, whatever's going down with his mom. Keisha's blowing him up, texting him, saying, your mom showed up. So apparently, I don't know if Kate is telling the truth, but apparently her place is being fumigated for the next two weeks and she needs <laughs> to stay with Tommy. You know Tommy and his mom have to see each other in small doses. They cannot be around each other because they're always going to go at each other's throats. Um, right. So, you know, he basically tells Keisha, like, thanks, babe. You know, you got this, right? I got things to do. (laughs) And Keisha's like, F you. (laughs) Yeah, I really like Keisha. I thought that was funny. She usually has, like, the lamest Mm -hmm. lines that they could give somebody. But that was pretty good. I like that one. So, you know, Tommy goes on about his business. You know, Kate's going to be staying with him for a while. It looks like uh, Keisha's also staying at Tommy's loft. I guess they decided to leave her apartment um and she's like cooking dinner and she's giving kate all these food and kate's like oh my gosh like i love you like the last one never cooked uh <laughs> shame about her didn't he tell you i'd break up and he's just like say what now <laughs> yeah like what oh mm-hmm. angelica did this any of this change your your opinion about no. keisha like seeing her interact no. with kate oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna keep that moving in. Still right. don't like Keisha. Uh, I mean, respect her as a mother. Still don't like her. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. I just don't like her. So later, so later on in the episode, um, Keisha and, and Holly are kicking it at the at the loft, and uh, she tries to get more info out of Kate. She's like, "Yeah, so whatever happened to Holly?" Um, and we know what happened to Holly. Uh, Holly and Tommy got into it. They had a pretty toxic relationship. She said a few things that she shouldn't have said to him. And Tommy choked her to death and then hit her body. And turns out Holly was pregnant too. So, yeah. Yep. Probably not. Break up. Although he redeems himself by, well, in in Tommy's own way, he redeems himself by beating the crap out of her abuser. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think this apartment might be a jinx. I'm just throwing that out there. I think they might need to live somewhere right. else. This loft is is no good. Um, so before Kate can actually give her any information on Holly, Cash walks in. Um, and, and Keisha's like, hey, Cash. He doesn't say hi. She's like, Cash, what's going on with you? Are you good? So she walks up to Cash. Cash has this big old cut on his face. And she's like, who did this? So Cash tells her, like, look, mom, I'm not from around here. These kids don't recognize me. They saw me. They beat me up. They took my backpack. Like, it is what it is. So he's just like, uh-uh, oh, hell no. No, I'm taking care of this. No, we not about to have that. So that's like the one time I agreed with Keisha. Like, you know what? Hey, there no, we go. No, don't. Mom no, life. No, don't celebrate. Oh, okay. Okay. All <laughs> you, right. you got it, right. You okay. can take that okay. point. That's I still it still leaves Keisha like <laughs> negative 112. So, you know, no. Oh, at the hundred and twelve. Okay. So 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 Kate's like, hold on now, hold on. You know, anything you do, like if you were to go out there and get these kids, you don't know who they are, you don't know who they're connected to. You don't want to bring this back on Tommy. And she's like, Man. You're a mother. What would you do? She was like, I, I'll whoop some ass. So, <laughs> so you know, Keisha's like, yeah, I'm about to whoop some ass. And she runs out there. And Kate's kind of low-key impressed. She's like, okay, I kind of like okay. this girl. But unfortunately, the fact that Keisha, despite the fact that I don't like her, is a good mother, um, you know, Kate has no has no choice but to respect her, but she thinks it's going to be a weakness. So, um, yeah. Basically, Kate arranges, not arranges, but she meets up with Tommy. She tells him, like, hey, come home. I need to talk to you. Um, And she made him his favorite lasagna. 
And I love this scene because they just start bickering. She's like, I just need to talk to you. He's like, Ma, I don't want to talk. She's like, he's like, I don't care what you say. I'm with Keisha. And she's like, yes, but. He's like, no buts. She's like, but I like her butt. He's like, no buts, Ma. And he's like, well, is it because she's black? That shouldn't be a problem for you. And she's like, no, I've, I've raised a, a, a black son right along with you. So she's talking about ghost. Um, and she's like, well, then what is it, Mom? Like, what's the problem? And she's like, look, I just... Keisha is a mother. And as a mother, I understand that you're going to put your child before anyone else. <laughs> and Tommy's like, that's rich coming from you, Ma. Like, just knowing that she's such a crappy mom. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. Like, you can't compare yourself to Keisha. And she tells him, like, look, I know that she can't be trusted because one day she's going to put her son before you. And I think Holly was a better option. She didn't have any kids, which is ironic considering Holly was pregnant. So she's like, you know, and I was right. I was right about Teresi and I'm right about Lakeisha. She's not the one. And, you know, when people let you down, it doesn't end up good for you or them for that matter. So (laughs) he's I don't know. I kind of thought he was going to correct her and say and tell her she because she wasn't really right about Teresi. Like he was kind of underhanded, but I still think he would have been there for oh, Tommy. No, no, he corrects her. So I, I think it might have been caught up with the with them arguing with each other. Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like, probably, yeah. Ma, that's it. That's right. You've overstayed your welcome. Unusual. <laughs> Get out. He like tosses her out of his apartment, and you were wrong about Teresi, and you're wrong about Keisha, and I've always hated your lasagna. And he like kicks her out, and she's like, Wow, that. Hurts. Yeah, and I was and I was thinking I thought he liked the lasagna. No. I was like, dang, he didn't even like the lasagna. She, when he said yeah. he did her lasagna, she said, "Wow, that hurts." And he kicks <laughs> her out, and she's like, "Not gonna go." She's like, "Well, can I at least get my suitcase?" And he's he's over his mom. He's over. He's he's done with her. <laughs> the amount of times he has threw her out. Yeah, oh a, my gosh, it's crazy. Them two are, are crazy. He's like, oh, he's always like, "Get the f out, mom. Just get out." Ugh. Like he can't stand <laughs> her. But notice when he killed Teresi last season, who's the first person he ran to? His mom. Yeah, his and he mama. got up in the bed with her and laid his big old head on her chest. And, you know, let her, mm-hmm. you know, just like, oh, Tommy, I told you, hon, it'll be okay. So, I mean, as much as he can't stand his mom, sh- he goes to her for comfort. Uh, so later on in the episode, him and Keisha are in bed, they're pillow talking. Um, and she asks mm-hmm. him, she's like, you know, your mom, <laughs> I don't think she likes me very much. I don't think she thinks that I'm good for you. She thinks that uh, I'm going to put cash above you. And Tommy's like, I don't believe her. You know, I'm going to put you above anything. And Keisha says, like, basically, I'll do the same. And that she got him and he got her. And Tommy admits, you know, you're all I got. You and Cash are the only family I have in this world. I can't count on Ghost. Uh, so you kind of sit there and be like, mm, okay, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I still I still hate that. I still hate that. Uh, it makes for an interesting show, but I still hate the Tommy yeah. and Ghost thing. But I, I get where he's coming from. I get yeah. where he's coming so, from. So next, well, not next, but <laughs> a part, another structure of the episode <laughs> is Sax and Lindsay. Um, so Sax listens to Lindsay's microchip recording everything that's going on in her home, basically trying to get information from Elisa Marie Proctor's daughter. Well, all he's basically picked up this entire time was uh, Lindsay abusing <laughs> Elisa Marie, you know. Yeah, I think they kind of back right, right. So, so she's you know, Elisa Marie's telling her like you know, you're basically a piece of ish, and at least and, mm-hmm. and Lindsay smacks the crap out of her, and you know, so it's it's not a good look. Um, so he so Sax tells her like, hey, if you don't get me something I can use, you're not going to even have custody of your daughter. All right, like I need something that I can use in court. This is nothing. All this proves that you're a bad mom. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so Lindsay much. mentions the fact that Tommy stopped by Proctor's office and he's like, hmm. And Lindsay's like, you know, that could be used for something. He's like, that could be, that could be everything. Um, so Proctor sucks. I'm not Proctor sex sucks to get ideas. Um, and then another person gets a visit. Ghost ends up getting a visit from Proctor. And you're thinking like, this is the usual. They're in truth. He's in his office. Proctor's dropping by. And guess what he brings along with him? The worst. The worst. Right. Obviously, the last time Ghost and Dre saw each other, it wasn't 
too pretty. So immediately Ghost, I think he was writing something on, on his desk. He takes the pen and yep. he pushes Drake up against uh, Drake. <laughs> Drake up against the wall by his <laughs> neck. He he takes the pen and puts him like right next to his eye. And he's just like, I should kill you right now. What are you doing here? Practice like, whoa, yep. whoa, whoa, whoa. We could use him. You know. There's a new district attorney. They're gunning for you. They're gunning for all of us in this Rico case. Um, we're basically under the microscope. You, me, Tasha, Tommy, like we're all going down if this goes left. And Dre happens to be an inside man. Like Dre knows about the witness, Maria. Well, Maria and basically for you guys that are catching up, Maria was in season one. She was literally in the very first scene of this of this series. Um, Ghost was mm-hmm. basically held her hostage with her boyfriend, murdered her boyfriend. And now Maria is basically the star witness to identify ghost um, as a drug Lord. And uh, so, so basically she's an, untuck- I, I, like I said, I, I don't really buy the fact that she saw ghost. She cl- Yeah. I think it's a little weird. They right. Keep I think it's just up. a plot yeah. device. It's kind of a weak plot device, um, but she's the, the yeah. star witness. So basically, um, you know, Ghost wants to know what does Dre have in all this? Like, why are you agreeing to help me? Last I checked, you were trying to kill me and bring down my entire organization. And Dre says, like, you know, uh, the Fed sacks. He has my daughter. So Ghost wants Dre to wear a wire and sacks presence whenever they have a meeting. By doing so, he's basically going to clear Ghost's name. And also earning Ghost trust in that process. Um, and if Ghost thinks that he hears anything that could go left, anything that he doesn't like, he tells Dre he's going to carve his name inside of his skull. Yep. With so, a pen. You got to be mad to do that. With a pen. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's pissed. He's pissed. Um, and so Dre's freaking out, basically. Uh, Ghost kicks him out the office. And Proctor tells him, like, hey, you want him to trust you? I need you to get me the witness. Give me where she's, give me her address. That's basically what they're looking for. They want to know where she is. So Dre kind of has no choice at this point. He has no choice but to comply uh, because he's screwed with Saks, but he's actually better off working for Ghost. Or yeah, maybe. I still don't really believe Dre. Like, I mean, I know he's like tied up mm-hmm. by the Fed, so it's not like, it's, he doesn't really have much wiggle room, but Dre is just one of those kind of like slimy, like you can't really keep hands on him. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's going to come up with something eventually. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to try to double cross both men. <laughs> he's going to basically do whatever yeah. he can to get what he needs and then bounce. Um, right. So cannot, I'm very nervous to see what this is going to turn into. Right. We don't know how Dre's going to act. So this next uh, this next chunk, <laughs> we're going to put a better <laughs> name than, than chunk segment. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sec- yeah. Yeah. Go segment. segment. Tidbit bite whatever we'll go with segment so this next <laughs> segment i call tasha's daycare um so tasha ah, put, <laughs> daycare. Tasha, like daddy daycare tasha's daycare so uh yep. tasha's in her daycare she's basically setting it up to be open soon and she's on the phone with her lawyer and she tells her lawyer that she's going to put her divorce on hold um because basically she got what she wanted out of this. As long as she remains, quote unquote, married to ghosts and keeps up appearances, she gets the funding for this daycare. Um, and so an attractive man walks in, tall, dark, and handsome, just like Keisha likes him. And <laughs> <laughs> his name is Q. And he wants to enroll his daughter at her daycare. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a new dad. Um, my daughter's four. And uh, turns out, you know, I'm, I've been a father all this time. And, um, you know, her mom's nothing against her, but she's a drug addict. And now, I, you know, I'm I'm her dad. And, uh, she, you know, this is a couple blocks away from my house. This is perfect. And I figured I'd enroll her. Um, and Tasha's like, yeah. And there's clearly there's an attraction between the two of them. Yeah. Tasha um, be flirting way too hard. She yeah, needs to stop. They be, you know, they're giving <laughs> each other hungry eyes and smiling and kind of flirting back and forth. And Keisha's like, well, you know, I don't have any paperwork, but here's my number. <laughs> and <laughs> he was a charmer he's like yes when a woman an attractive woman you know gives up her number you don't say no and i'm uh-huh. like these guys um yep. so as she's kind of getting her flirt on with q she gets a call from um i, I wouldn't say like a like a 
a bank representative or a financial advisor who calls her to tell her yeah. now that she's going by her maiden name, she needs to come in and resign this paperwork that she signed. Turns out she signed quote unquote signed this Tasha St. Patrick. Um, this was paperwork for the dissolution of Raina's trust fund, which Ghost turns out he signed for Tasha so that he could use that money to fund the Queen's Child Project. Um, oh, so- shock. <laughs> right, shocker. <laughs> so naturally, Tasha is pissed. And I love when she <laughs> storms into Pink's <laughs> office. That little walk that she does in her yeah, little heels. Yeah, when she is so bad. Yeah. Uh, angry, like walking all hard and angry. And I'm like, uh, you don't even look intimidated with your little self. Like, who's been somewhere? <laughs> she tries, you know, she tries to sling the purse and everything. Yeah, she tries she hard. Slings the purse. And she does. So she walks into Tate's office and actually Ramona's there. And she's like, I want to talk to Tate. Where is he? Ramona's like, whoa, like what's 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 the problem what are you talking about and she's like i want to know the type of man that he works with you know what i'm saying first of all he fraudulently dissolved his daughter's trust and then ramona's like wait excuse me reina's trust <laughs> though so the money from reina's trust he used for the queen child's project that is basically for reina what's the problem and she's like no, no 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 you need to understand he stole from me this was our money he had no right so ramona's like wait a second you got what you wanted out of this. You got your daycare. I would just suggest you let this ride. You know, I understand your pain. When I left my marriage, all I had was my name. Like, I suggest you just kind of focus on yourself and move forward, which kind of is good advice. And Tasha's yeah. like, is Tasha going to take it? No. And Tasha's like, no, 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 no. You're not a mother. I'm a mother. I have kids. I lost one and I have two left. And this is for them for so that I can support them. I'm not letting this ride. And she doesn't. She tells she tells Ramona, like, please don't let me pull any cards. Like, cause I'll do it. So turns out she gets her way because um <laughs> She basically ends up having a talk with, or let's actually back up because there's a couple things that go down before she ends up talking to ghosts. But um, she's in her office. Now her daycare is all done up. It's all pretty. She has her office set up. And Q walks in and he kind of asks her out. He's like, hey, this place is looking nice. You want to get a drink? And Tasha's like, eh, I hate bars. And then <laughs> he's just like, okay, um, well, what can we do? So Tasha pulls out a bottle and she's like, I mean, we can have a drink here. And they start to talk about their kids. And she mentions she has an ex-husband and he talks about his baby mom and da 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 da. And then kind of predictably, they start getting hot and heavy on that desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She I, Can I just say, I think Q looks very suspicious. I haven't figured out why, but I think he looks very suspicious to me. I don't know if it's just because I'm tired of like Tasha flirting with everybody and it just getting romantic very quickly. But I don't know. Something just seems very different about him. Like it doesn't seem right or right. something. It's off about him. Although also I think it's kind of in many ways unfair to point out that Tasha has fun when Ghost had a whole mistress. Uh, yeah, you got me on that one. You got me on that one. That's true. That's true. You got yeah, me there. Yeah. Ghost had a whole mistress and I'm pretty sure. No, I'm definitely sure he slept with someone on someone's campaign one of um what's that guy's name mac not max the actor what is his name the white guy uh, the white guy that's trying to take him for his money <laughs> uh yeah what is his name uh it's victor garber his real name but i don't remember the character name i forget but victor garber's character um he slept with someone on on his team to get you know to get his wife so like ghost been yeah. doing his thing he just been stuck on angie that's why he's only had tasha and angie but tasha <laughs> i mean she you know had a thing with sean after she found out about and he angela that, you, know? you know and then she tried to move on with terry because he was still dealing with angela terry unfortunately was killed and um you know, now she's talking to this guy. So I can't be mad at Tasha. Which is, he's probably going to get cute. I'm just going to be honest. Probably. Um, <laughs> and I've even seen people online compare Tasha to Fiona Gallagher from Shameless. And I'm like, no, because Tasha hasn't mm. been with that many people. And Fiona's been with everybody. Yeah, I think it's just like, <laughs> maybe she just got that something about her that the guys are just going to I don't know but it I mean after like I'm saying she can have fun you're right she does need to have fun because mm-hmm. Ghost is sure doing his share of mm-hmm. doing his own thing not caring right I don't know it just feel, it just feels a little bit like and it could be the whole like male you could I guess you could take it to the whole women yeah. women versus men thing it's a little bit of a double you standard know, <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, because you're like, yeah. So I'm just gonna stop because yeah, you can take it to the men versus women thing. So yeah, she can have her, she can have her fun. Yeah, let her be a flirt. And even you know, she did a good job. She was making out with the guy, and then she stopped. She's like, I don't want to be this person. That is true. That is true. Because you know what, ghost, we gotta finish the whole scene, and then he feels bad or or like kind of bad. Right. So yeah, that is true. At least she stopped it. Yeah. So she says, you know, like you know what, let's stop. We can't do this. So Q says, you know what, I want to take you out for real, like on a real date. And Tasha says she'll call him. So she did the right thing. Um, so later on in episodes, I really love this scene. I feel like this is going to be my life one day. Um, so, oh my gosh. All right. so Ghost is, he runs into Tasha's daycare. He's like, really, Tasha? Are you serious? <laughs> they told me everything. You basically sunned, sunned him for the money for this daycare. And apparently she got away with Ramona because she took the money from, from the trust. And he's like, I... I took that money for Raina for the for the for the QCP. But I was like, give me my money back, Tasha. And she's like, no, ghost, cause you always stole from me. He's like, Tasha, that's my money that I made. So I can do what I want with the money. Like, you know how you know how Omari Hardra gets when he's mad or how ghost gets when he's mad. I'm just waiting for you to pick up your Emmy on this, because I just like the way your voice is going up and down with these characters right here. I'm just back listening to how your voice is just acting out all the stuff again. I just been watching them for a long time. So I can imitate them a little something, a little bit, a little bit. So before you can like really go in on her, in walks in Q and he's like, Hey Tosh. And that ooh, you should have seen Ghost Face. He's like, Who is this? Yes, he, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This mother effer walking into this daycare, smiling at my wife. Um, and so like the look, like when he turns around and he looks at Q, Q's like, yes. hey, man, how you doing? And just, he don't shake his hand, nothing. Just Ghost just looks at him like, I should kill you. <laughs> I, I really think he's going to kill him. Like, the way he would not take his eyes off of him, I really think he's going to kill him. <laughs> and so Tasha kind of defeats the situation. She's like, oh, let me show you the sign. Like, she's like, let's go. Like, ain't no sign out there. Stop playing. Ain't no sign out there. Um, and you can see, like, Ghost is still, like, staring him down. And then yeah. Q is looking back at him like, what? What what you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Q got maybe Q got a hidden like you know gangster past mm. that we don't know about. But I just feel like Ghost is gonna like. I just feel like Ghost right now still scares me more. So I think Ghost is gonna go after him. I don't know. I think he might want to watch his back a little For bit. Sure. So <laughs> later on in the episode, once again Q pops up on Tasha and he tells her, you know, I'm not I'm not scared of Ghost. I can handle him. We should still keep this going. Tasha's like, I'm sorry. Like, for your safety, we can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. She basically dismisses his fine self, man. It is what it is. Uh <laughs> yeah, because Ghost is very I feel like Ghost is very much that guy that's like, okay, I can't have you, nobody else can. Right. Even though you clearly don't want nothing to do with her. Like clearly. So why not let her go and find somebody and be happy? But no, that's not gonna yeah, happen. I mean, he was mad about Sean. I mean, thankfully for him, Kanan killed him off. He killed Terry. <laughs> and now he got eyes on this guy. So I'm just saying. So <laughs> yeah, poor Tasha. She ain't getting away. No. Um, so later on in this episode, uh Jason's men show up to Ghost's office and they, they they're coming for the payment. Um and Ghost basically tells them, like, yo, you need to go back to Jason and tell him I can't do this anymore. And they're like, We don't care. Just pay up. <laughs> do your job. And yeah, I don't know why he thought they was gonna care. I was like, really? Come on, yeah, Ghost. and they're like, You pay, you die. And then Ghost is like, okay, well, if I die, then you can't get paid. Simple. See how that works? And the, you know, <laughs> one of the minions is like, come on, man. Like, stop dealing with the black a-hole. We got to deal with the Irish a-hole tonight. Because remember, and these idiots basically tell Ghost what he needs to hear. They tell Ghost that uh, in so many words that Tommy has a shipment coming. So yep. this kind of sparks an idea. And so <laughs> Ghost reaches out to Tate and he's like, I need you to shut down a city block. Tate's like, what? Who do you think I am? Where would I find the power to do that? I'm like, he's like, come on, bro. Come on. You could do it. Just, just, <laughs> just, just do this for me. So Tate's like, you better not do nothing that's going to get me in trouble. And Ghost's like, don't worry about it. So as he's walking away, you see Tate texting the guy that he has spying on Ghost. And he's like, keep an eye on St. Patrick. So it's always somebody playing somebody else. They're always different players yeah. and i don't and that's keep an eye on ghost he gonna end up getting got and then i just wonder who else tate is gonna get to keep up with ghost exactly 
if he's still hanging around, you know, you never exactly. know. So this next segment I like to call like duffel bag boy, delivery boy, whatever. <laughs> well, little duffel bag boy, according to that classic Little Wayne song. Um, so Sharik is in his 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 dorm. He gets a text from Vincent that it's time for delivery. So this fool Ubers into the city Mm-mm-mm. and sneaks into Tommy's warehouse to take his stash. Woo, he's dumb. He is dumb. Yep. He is just, ugh, he is dumb. So as he's out here taking his godfather's product, he almost gets caught by BG, Spanky, and Tubit. And they actually are kind of pissed. They're like, yo, we're doing way too much. I didn't sign up for this. I slang product. That's it. I didn't sign up for this <laughs> Tom Cruise Mission Impossible stuff. Like, we need to get paid hazard pay for all that. So they're kind of disgruntled employees at this point. Um, so lucky for Tariq, he sneaks out. Um, but it turns out the shipping that they basically showed up for, that whole situation goes left. Uh, it turns out that Councilman Tate was able to make a call, and apparently there's a gas leak. The whole block is shut down. So now they can't they can't exactly leave all this product in tow. Uh, but they have that handy ambulance. So Tubit and Tommy go in the ambulance, load their product that way. And because it's an ambulance, they actually get let, they get uh, passed along. So they think they got this in the bag. They're just like, hey, we got this. And it t- Now, how long can you ride an ambulance before they realize that you fronting in an ambulance? That's what I was curious of. I don't know. That's a good question. Because uh, they just using this ambulance for everything. <laughs> I mean, they got people everywhere. So maybe somebody somewhere doctoring books and that way they don't find out about it. Who knows? Um, but it's definitely interesting. Um, so next, we basically <laughs> see Hoodie. I'm sorry. I always crack myself up on this part. We see that Hoodie Ghost is on the loose. Hoodie Ghost. Hoodie Ghost is on the loose. In the building. In the building. Um, so he sees Tommy on the move. Tommy's like, yeah, we got past. Oh, dumb. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean. I wish you on that. He was, he was saying some dumb stuff while he was driving that ambulance. I was like, let's just get on past the scene. Because Tommy is just like, he's talking about he felt like he was Moses or something. Talking about let my people right. go. I was like, this fool. Oh, dumb. Like the Red Sea getting parted. So (laughs) it turns out Hoodie Ghost is on the move and he crashes his SUV into Tommy's ambulance and he starts shooting. You're like, oh, snap, it's going down. Well, little does he know that his spy is, uh, Tate's spy is looking out. He's like, yo, he's on the move. So he gets out the car, starts shooting. Somehow Tommy gets away and they're like, F you, ghost. And ghost is Yes. So before he yeah, can chase yeah. after him, two police officers pull him over. And I was like, no. <laughs> He's screwed. Yep. But I forgot. I forgot. Councilman Tate got some people on his side. So these officers yep. escort him back into his office. Uh, actually, Ghost's office, because Ghost is like, Tate, what the F are you doing in my chair? <laughs> <laughs> And Tate starts flexing. He's like, I want to remind you, brother, of who I am. And if it wasn't for the fact that these two loyal men work for me, you would be in jail right now. I knew you was up to no good. (laughs) So Ghost got him. He's like, let me tell you something, my brother. The man that I was going to take out is a dangerous man. And the reason why I didn't tell you is because I'm trying to protect you you say these men are loyal well how loyal are they gonna be when their families are on the line and look you had a whole city block shut down for me you think it's gonna be hard for him that's man to figure out that you were the one i can't protect anybody or he's like i can't protect everybody now get out of my office and i was like yeah get him yeah i'm getting I'm get a little bit tired of take like we understand he got a little gangster to him but i'm like calm down just do your, uh, you know, be a politician, stay in right, one lane. Exactly. So mm, he he messing some up with that one. Uh, so yeah. next, let's see. We, I'm trying to wrap up these chunks. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> so as Tate walks away, Angela's ghost reappears in the office, and she basically reminds him, like, yet again, you failed. And he's just like, what? Mm. She's like, actions make the man, Jamie. 
So what kind of man are you? And I mean, boom, we should just end yeah, the episode right can't, now. Can't, can't argue with that. Uh, so apparently Jason was impressed by this gas line and he wants James to head up his organization. As long as he eliminates Tommy, it's all his. And he even said, oh my gosh. <laughs> he even says like, look, uh, Tommy thought that I set him up. Like you're good. And Ghost refuses him. He's like, look, I, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm not paying you no more. I'm done with you. I'm not heading up your organization. So unless you plan on killing me in my own club, we're done. Meanwhile, Dre's listening to this entire you know, scenario go down. So Jason laughs and backs off. Like, he's just like, all right, you got it. Because, you know, Jason always got a plan in the back of his head. Uh, yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, mm. um, So Ghost is obviously huffy at this point. He rushes up to his office. He takes some money out. He takes a gun out. He tells Dre to follow him out. So Dre follows him. And he's like, he's texting Sexman alone. He's like, hey, Ghost is on the move. Turns out they end up back at Maria's apartment. Um, and they use a pretty cool tactic. Uh, he basically has Dre dress up as a maintenance guy, knocks on the door and says, hey, can you let me in? I got a, there's a leak. I want to check, you know, check your ceiling, make sure it's not wet. And Maria lets him in and then Ghost busts through the door. And, you know, for the first time, I'm seeing Ghost as a scary person. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and then her, like, Maria's, like, reaction to right, that. Because up until this point, anyone that Ghost is going against has been a bad guy. So we've only seen him as not the good guy, but we've, we we could understand why he's going up against these people. For the first time, we see that he's right. low-key menacing. Like, put yourself in Maria's shoes. This man killed your boyfriend and tied you up and threw you on the side of the road. And you are now the witness in a case against him and he's walking into your apartment. Like, I would... And then he puts on oh, the gloves. Oh I'm like, come <laughs> on. Yeah. He put on the yes. gloves like oh. he was about to take her out and do a clean job about... I was like, oh, Lord, I would have passed out on that floor if that man was them. Yeah, I don't know how she was still standing up, still standing there. I was like... Yeah, so she's terrified. But instead of shooting her, he and uh, he reaches slowly into his jacket <laughs> and, pulls, yeah. and pulls out money. He tells her, like, look, I'm sorry, but I just want you to know revenge does not bring anyone back take this money go start a new life and <laughs> at this point dre has been texting sax like hey he's here he's kill- he's about to kill the witness like come on bring your people and then he's like wait he didn't kill her call, call the dogs off call the dogs mm-hmm. off and so go please <laughs> dre's like looking around like let me hear him get this right. car real so quick. they get in the car and and dre's looking around all, all squarely he's looking around and they actually stop at a light or they stop in traffic and uh dre's looking in the side mirrors and he sees the feds like run into the building and just like stop and walk back out like oh dang okay because sax pulled the plug <laughs> <laughs> and goes for whatever reason doesn't see this so dre is in the clear so uh I guess Dre kind of messed things up because Sax is not happy. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, yeah, what the hell, man? Like you, you caught in a bad tip. <laughs> you know, now I got you know a, a district attorney riding me, and uh, Dre's like, I don't know what happened. Like he didn't kill the girl. He was talking about her living her best life and gave her money. And Sax is like, wait, <laughs> he gave her he money. Gave her money. <laughs> well. Well, well, that's a felony. Um, <laughs> I was like, really, sex? Nobody cares about that Nobody felony. Nobody cares really? about that. Um, so he kind of decides. I mean, you can tell he's he's working something in his head. He's trying to leverage this. Um, and so Sax decides to, to kind of probe, and he visits Proctor. And I love Sax and Proctor's interactions. Um, and kind of like uh, Sax, or not Sax, but Mock, and and Proctor last season, so they kind of have the same. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah they kind of have the true, same yeah. disdain for each other. And so Sax is like, I want basically Sax is trying to flip Proctor, and he's like, Look, man, like, what can you know? I think you should come to my side. And Proctor's like, Let's just cut to the chase, and I tell you to basically eat a eat a bowl of expletives, and I kick you <laughs> out my office. <laughs> and he's like, Okay, well, just just think about this. You know, Lindsay's on her way up. She's at a great law firm. Mm. She's clean. She has partial custody of your daughter. She's she's doing pretty well for herself. 
I don't think, you know, you're kind of a lawyer for now and you're under investigation possibly for conspiring to kill a federal agent. Where Who, who do you think the judge is going to side with on this one? I was like, mm, why you have to do a sex? Why? You be the why? judge of that. And he kind of walks out. And Proctor is left to think about some things. And Proctor decides to take it uh, to the next level. So he arranges Mm -hmm. to uh, meet up with Lindsay, I guess, to pick up Elisa Marie. And he somehow forged a letter that says she failed her bar exam, which means that she... Okay, he forged that. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if that was like truly what happened. I think this thing was up when not only did she fail her bar exam, but he was getting engaged. And we've never heard about any girl. So he's basically manipulating her um, into using. Mm -hmm. So she thinks she's failed her bar exam, which means she's going to lose her job at the office. Um, Now, for whatever reason, Proctor's happy with a wife. Like, what? Like, so this drives her to, to to use and call her dealer, and she takes way too much heroin, way too cocaine. I don't know. Yeah, way drugs, too much. She took yeah. way too much. Way too much. Um, and so Proctor got what he wanted. He gets there, and I think I don't think he meant to kill her. I think he meant to yeah. make it like she overdosed, so that when he called nine one one, it got reported, and now she lost custody because she's not clean anymore. So that was his intentions, but. Homegirl took it to the next level and just had way too many drugs. Um, and so, you know, he's, he shows up to the apartment after his daughter calls calls him. And he's trying to talk her down. She's like, call 911. He's like, look, if I call, you're going to get in trouble. And she's like, Joey, I'm scared. And she starts to overdose. And he starts to call 911 and he stops because he realizes she's going to die. So, you know what? I'm not calling 911 so they can resuscitate her because she is trying to take my daughter away from me. And this dummy says it out loud. You're not going to take my daughter away from me. Mm. Not knowing that Lisa, Lisa Marie's book bag was there with the recording device. Yeah, that's going to be, ooh, yeah. That's just not going to be good for him. And then I was listening to, um, you mm. know, the Power Confidential confidential and listening to Kemp say because this one this one I will admit kind of got me about Proctor because I've always liked Proctor Mm -hmm. I still like Proctor but it's like it's a little bit of edge that I didn't think they were gonna ever give him I always thought he was gonna be that guy that everybody's just pulling around because he's just like at the end of the day he he does Mm -hmm. ride a line of doing right but then when you put him in this situation you're like man like she was saying he now becomes this guy that's trying to get rid of his enemies and I didn't think that was where Proctor's character was gonna go exactly you know, and then the fact that there are no good parents on the show. Like, where are the good parents at? You know, like, they always they always make a second guess some of the parents on the show. I mean, you know, you have, like, Tasha, but I don't, it's like they're slowly just, they, they make each person, they put them in a situation where they have to choose either a worse situation or even worse situation. You know, it's never like, right. oh, I could be good right. or bad on the side and I just think yeah that, I don't know I just thought that was really interesting by like the showrunners or writers to turn his character I mean, like that and, and just from the background on on him he comes from a crime family so I think it was always right, yeah, it right. was always There's in that, him yeah. he just wanted to turn his life around that's why he can't be seen with his cousin Benny you know he can't be seen with them because that could get him disbarred because um, his cousin is still very much part of the life and, you know, ahead of an organization of his own. Uh, so that's why he's like, Hey, Benny, go upstairs or whatever, you know? So, so it's always been, him. Mm-hmm. he grew up hood. He grew up tough, but he tried to turn his life around. He yeah. became a lawyer and notice he became a defense lawyer to help out people like Benny, yeah, true, like Tommy, true. like ghosts. So really, is he a, really a good person he's recently been defending criminals that he knows are criminals all along he just happens to be a really good lawyer yeah um that's true that's true yeah Mm -hmm. and also is there any fact to him hooking Lindsay on drugs or is that just something she wanted to like it's possible that he might have did drugs with Lindsay, and then he got over it and she didn't uh you know that's a possibility it's kind of like the whole like whitney and bobby situation like was it whitney to put bobby on or bobby to put whitney on but one of them recovered and one of them didn't um so that's my my thoughts on that but proctor is about that life um and we find out later on in the Mm -hmm. season that he really is about that life um and so I, i mean considering his background and considering that his daughter is on the line i kind of I'm not surprised that he let Lindsay die because <laughs> it's like, hey, 
Yeah, and then and then also Kemp pointed out Lindsay is I didn't even think about this. She is dangerous oh, yeah. when she's sober. I don't even think about that that aspect, you know, that aspect of it. So I mean, you know, he was eliminating the enemy. You know, I mean, you hate to see it go down like that, I mean, but I mean, you know, power power makes it like it is where it is. Like you got to get rid of your oh, yeah, enemies. She, at for some sure, point. she's dangerous because when she's sober, she has everything aligned. She was working with Sachs. She had her life together. Um, so yeah, he he wanted to eliminate her. That's why he manipulated her into using again. But his intentions wasn't to kill her. But hey. Kind of like, you know, with The Handmaid's Tale, with with Eleanor, you know, she was in the way and, you know, she wasn't, uh, June didn't plan on killing her, but at that point she overdosed and it's like, I'm not going to call for help because she's, she's in the way. I hate that it happened, but she's in the way. Um, so... Yeah, just those, those moments, like, you can't imagine, like, like I'm glad this is a show that they have to face. Because <laughs> you can't imagine being in those positions where it's like, hmm, I have a chance to get rid of my enemy, but do I still be the good guy? Or... I mean, a show like this makes you think it's so easy to get away with stuff. Like, I'm just like... Right, like, I, it's just unbelievable, like, the stuff that they point out that yeah. you just don't think about. Like, the, you know, even Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale, like, you're bringing up that scene. Like, it's crazy. You, you're faced with that kind of stuff, and it's like, are you truly, you know, are you truly this decent human being? Or are you just like, I need to get rid of this person because I know these trials I'm going to have yeah, to face I mean, if they're still here. I mean, these people get away with so much. Like, Ghost, remember the 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 drunk that, that Ghost ended up killing in the alley? Like, it, you just kill someone right. and nobody yeah, knows that it was that. you yeah. and you can just get away with it like it's nothing or you know Tommy trying to shoot him in broad daylight or, or vice versa like they get away with so much and it's like is that real life can that really happen yeah that stuff is crazy yeah, yeah that they like I don't know yeah you just have to you gotta be careful to like if somebody younger like a Tariq age is watching <laughs> you that they know you know leave you it on the show consequences for your action you will get caught <laughs> um, I mean in a perfect world yeah yeah Cause that that's crazy, yeah, yeah. It's crazy the stuff they bring it on this show. But yep, I guess that's you know the writers yeah, testament to the writers in the perfect world. Um, so <laughs> this this next segment I like to call <laughs> "Move That Dough." Um, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> gotta okay. move that dough. Okay, um, so. Tommy <laughs> offers Vincent an opportunity to work with him. Uh, apparently, that big fat shipment m- might be too much for Tommy to handle, considering, uh, you know, Ghost kind of shut him down by having that gas leak. So I think he's a little bit behind on his payments. So he wants Vincent to help him out because Vincent has soldiers. Yep. Um, and Vincent's like, eh, I'm good. And Tommy's like, wait, I got great stuff. Vincent's like, with all due respect, I have the best stuff I've ever seen. So Tommy's like, oh, really? Okay. So Vincent pulls it out. He's like, okay, this this is cool. This is nice. This is my stuff. And he just like goes, this is my stuff. This is my product. And I mean, Vincent keeps it cool. He's just like, is that right? Yeah. He's like, who did it? I killed my father for you. Tell me who did this. Who's your supplier? He's like, uh... You know, Kurt, professional courtesy does not allow me to give you a name, but I can tell you he's a friend of Kanan's. So immediately when Kanan's name brought up, Tommy's like, short, I mean, not short, uh, black kid about this high. He uh, figures out it's Tariq. <laughs> same goal, he goes by the name Tariq. And Vince is like, yeah, how you know him? That's my godson. You pushing drug for my godson? And Vince, he keeps us cool. He's just like, okay, let me remind you something. All right. You want me even Tommy's like, you stop working with him. Stay away from him. So Vince is like, let me remind you of something. You had my godson work for you behind my back. And unlike my godson, your godson's still breathing. So I suggest you know your place, take your product and get out. And I was like, Mm. Yeah, he yeah, got him on that one. He okay. got him on that one. Really argue with that, and you see Tommy's face. You see how he has to like. You can tell he wants to murder him, but he has to eat it. He has to eat it because at yeah. the end of the day, Vincent is more powerful than him. So he's just like, <laughs> oh, all right, right. right. And he gets out. So Tommy immediately goes up to to Tariq's school, and he's just like, oh, you think you're a big shot now? You think you you think you some big time drug dealer? Where is it? Please don't tell me you're stupid enough to hide this in your room. And Tariq's like. What are you talking about, Uncle Tommy? What are you talking about? What do you mean? And he finds a duffel bag with all this product. He's like, how dare you steal from me? Like, you don't got to be involved in this life. And he's like, where'd you get it? 
and once again, Tariq lies and blames it on Kanan. Well, Kanan left it for me. He's just yep. like, I was like, gosh, what did Kanan do? <laughs> well, I mean, it's a convenient excuse because Kanan's dead. He can't answer to anybody. <laughs> yeah. So Tommy's like, I don't want you doing this. And Tariq's like, I promise, Uncle Tommy, that was the last of it. I promise. I was like, this little effort. Um, <laughs> so yep. he meets, Tariq ends up, because he has to deliver these goods, he ends up meeting with Vincent. And Vincent ain't playing with him. Vincent smashes his big old head on the counter. <laughs> and he's just like, I got a visit today yep. from your godfather. And he takes his like his ID and realizes that he's also Ghost's son. And he basically tells them, like, you know what? I don't need them poking around here. And to make up for it, I want you to bring me double the product by tomorrow. And Tariq is basically screwed at this point. So he leaves. And um, Vincent's primera or Vince's sidekick basically asks him, like, why are we still dealing with this kid? Like, we don't have to deal with this. And he's like, no. (laughs) As long as I have underneath my thumb... Nobody tells me who I can and cannot work with. But as long as I have underneath my thumb, I control his his godfather and his dad. And we're going to get all the product we need from him. And then we're going to kill him. I'm not going to just give this away. I'm going to use him for all he's worth. And, and Vincent's, Vincent's another smart one. So I mm-hmm. can't say I disagree with him. Yeah. Tariq's getting something out of this so he he got he got beat up a little bit and he's in his dorm room and <laughs> Effie's baby Tasha she's kicking it with him and they kind of exchange a look and she's like who did it to you you gonna tell me he's like no and then they end up kissing and I was like oh I think it was fitting that psycho was oh, playing was that in the background on? I think that was good yeah, uh, oh. uh, Post Malone Psycho. I like. I thought I like that they played that in there with him. You know, I, you know. I'm still not a big fan. I don't Tariq like fan, that kid. So it's actually funny. There's like a, a YouTube video out of um, <laughs> the actor. He gets in the elevator, and it's a, it's like a YouTuber, and the guy's like, "It's taking everything I can not to mm-hmm. whoop your ass." And the guy's like, <laughs> the actor that plays Tariq is like, "Dude, it's a show." He's like, "No, man, it's not a show. I can't stand you. I just want to take my belt and beat you." He's like, "Dude, it's a show." He's like, "No, it's not Tariq." it's not a show <laughs> but like that's how people feel like I can't I, yeah it I really can't stand is true, true I think um Le- Lena Hetty gets the same like hate when she's out in public people hate Cersei so much that they hate Lena oh but, yeah yeah yeah, and I feel bad for them because they truly are just the actors, actresses doing their job. But it's just so hard. Mm-hmm. Like when you got a good show and you just be in it, it's just yeah, so just hard. Can't. And the same thing somebody. with Dre, with Rotimi. People cannot stand him. Um, so yeah, but he's like, oh, but I'm just Rotimi. It's like no, and you're I hate Dre. You I can't believe you did this. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> we'll see how Effie and Tariq pan out in the next episode. Um, but this final scene, I call it the bookend with Angela's ghost. Uh, ghost sees mm-hmm. Angela on his bed again, and he apologizes to her. He's like, Angela, lo siento. And first of all, I hate his accent because he has a terrible Spanish accent, but he tries. <laughs> I was wondering. I was actually wondering about what people thought about him when he dropped Spanish throughout these seasons. I mean, I've always wondered about someone that. writes this for him, so he knows Spanish. Like, I know Ghost, Ghost the character knows Spanish, but because he's not a natural Spanish spink, speaker, yeah. he has, like, this weird American accent when he yeah. speaks Spanish, and it rubs <laughs> me the wrong way. And I don't know if you've ever noticed, I'm going on a sidebar here, but have you ever watched Narcos? Kind of a similar show. Mm-mm, I haven't seen right. it. I've heard people talking but about what the you actor say, that plays Pablo it, Escobar, yeah. he's actually Brazilian. So he speaks Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And you can I could tell that Spanish wasn't his first language. Is like you have to be like a Spanish speaker to pick up on the fact. Right. And it's it's very subtle. You can barely hear it, but I knew off top. I'm like, he he don't speak Spanish. That's not his native language. I ended up Googling it and I'm like, oh, he's Portuguese. Um so I mean not Portuguese, he's Brazilian. Yeah. He speaks Portuguese. So when people that's interesting. I, I 
think it's interesting that you point that out, like in a little sidebar, because I've always wondered that, like, if that's your native language, how do you feel about, you know, even though they're trying to, you know, incorporate some culture, you know, reach out to different audience. How do you feel about somebody that's that's not their native language, obviously, like just working that in, like they think they're all smooth, I mean, you know, like or they're going with it. My dad speaks Spanish, but he has a he has a weird accent because it's not an American accent. It's just he has like a weird Spanish accent when he talks, and it's like you appreciate it, but we laugh at uh-huh. him. <laughs> We're just like, "Daddy, stop talking." <laughs> you can't, I can't stand your accent. Yeah. But at least um, Ghost conjugates his words correctly. He uses the the correct feminine and, and masculine forms. He just okay. has an American good. accent it's when he good. speaks yeah. Spanish, so he's just like "lo siento," however he says it. And um, so <laughs> sorry. Back to the back to the story. That's my rant. Um. <laughs> I like that. I thought that was interesting. It's good to hear a different perspective yeah, on that because so, I always wondered that. He t- you know, he tells Lo Siento, he tells her he's sorry. Um, and he basically tells her, like, you know what? I lied to you when I told you that I I killed Terry. I, I, I did it. It was me. I'm sorry. And when you walked into my club, I should never have have said anything to you. I should have let you go. I'm so sorry. You think? He could have stopped all you of think? this. And he tells her, like, I can't let you go, but I'm done with the past. You know, I'm, I'm not going to try to kill time anymore. I, I don't want anyone to die. And you're like, I'm going to be the man you want me to be. Angela's just like, and what makes you think that, ghost? And he tells her, or Jamie, as she likes to call him, he's like, well, the witness, I, I, I saw the witness and I, I didn't kill her. And she goes, but you will. And that's nailed it. Mm. And that's the end of the episode. And so whether or not he physically pulls the trigger or indirectly causes her death, that remains to be seen. But she's right. You will kill her. Um, and so we'll see how the rest of the the episode pans out or the rest of the series pans out about what's whether he becomes the man that Angela wants him to be. And will Angela's ghost haunt him forever? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> I, think it, I think it should. Right. I think that would be interesting. To, to kind of see that I think that would be something fun like I like how sometimes in some of the new series they're kind of bringing that back where they have the person that you had something right, to do with like kind of haunt you in some kind of weird way oh candy yeah, <laughs> I miss yeah. Your girl um yeah I was like clothes <laughs> and candy um yeah so this is so, so here's my question because I already addressed this but do you think that really is Angela's ghost or do you think that's all in ghost's head ghost so ghost ghost <laughs> that's funny do you think that's all in ghost's head yeah, ghost, ghost, Ellie. Um, I don't know. I feel like it could be a. I feel like it could be mm. both in a sense, and I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it could be in his head, but because it's in his head, it's now a mm. ghost, like that's haunting him. You know what I mean? Like he'll be. I can see him talking to her, and everybody's like, "Well, who are you talking to?" Because he's just so messed up. Like he's never. I don't think he's ever right. really properly grieved anything, and I just feel like he's so gone that now it, that's seriously going to haunt him. Because there's no way, he's so messed up, there's no way for him to, like, truly, right. you know, I, bury her and let it go. Right, right. I think it's a coping mechanism for him to to grieve her. But some people may say, no, she really is haunting him. Or, like you said, she is haunting him, but it's his his phantom that he's created. Um, so, yeah, well, it, it remains to be yeah. seen. So we will see in the next episode how this whole narrative pans out. Like, what are the consequences for Proctor for the death of his, his ex-wife? you know is is ghost really uh-huh. going to change is is this war between him and tommy going to stop is Tariq, you know what's going to happen to Tariq now that he's kind of gotten himself in with vincent like what is about to go down and we will we will let you guys know uh next week so uh what what were your final thoughts for this episode Ryan? Uh, well actually i was gonna give like i was gonna i had something kind of funny that i thought maybe we can end on because um sure. joseph or like i guess would be my final thought um, because I know you're a big uh Joseph Sapcora fan, and he was Let's on uh, <laughs> and he was on Power Confidential, and they also had uh Gary Owen on Power Confidential. Oh my God, they're like the same person. That's exactly, <laughs> say, that's exactly what I'm about to say that I thought was so funny. I had never thought about it because Gary Owen said when he was at Essence Festival, everybody kept calling him Tommy because <laughs> they thought they were similar, and I just thought that was so funny. I was like, I wonder if Angelica is hurt. I just thought that was so hilarious, like the fact that they were confusing both of them. And he said he just went along with it after a while because he was getting so many ladies and everything that kept coming up to him and everything. <laughs> it's funny because they're both married, but they need to stop playing before they get beat up. Right, right. <laughs> But it, I just thought that was hilarious because I had never thought about it. And Gary Owen is just like hilarious as we all know. And I just never thought about them two looking alike. Like I just never, it just never came into my mind before. So I just thought that was funny. 
Yeah, and they both worked with um, Joey Ferrer, Joe Ferrer, right, who played right, True. Yeah, and he yeah. was um, in the Think Like a Man. So that that's yeah. Funny. So I just thought that was like hilarious. But yeah, I'm just I'm you kind of basically touched on everything that I'm kind of looking forward to for the next episode. Like just kind of you know wanting to see. Like I'm nervous for Proctor. I mean, I know he's kind of you know he has a past where he's about this life, but I'm kind of nervous mm-hmm. to see you know how dirty he's gonna have to get and what that turns into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, worry for Lisa Marie to see, like, you know, hopefully she didn't get caught up in none of this kind of stuff. Right. What's going to happen with Dre? What's going to happen with Tasha and Q? Like, so mm. many things to look forward to in the next episode. So, we will be back to discuss that next week. And if you guys have any thoughts, questions, you can always hit us on our Twitter at Black Girl Nerds. My handle is at MelaninMommy2816. Ryan's is at November Bears. Let us know your thoughts and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.